Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 175, Patience. It is January 3rd, 2024. I am your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and more. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. There is no music to this introduction to my podcast or the outro because that is a difficulty or prose is a difficulty for people who are in the deaf and hard of hearing community. I would like to include them and be inclusionary in my podcast. So we have ditched the intro music because it is much harder for someone who is hard of hearing to discern voice when it is combined with music. So I am aware that there's no music. It's not a mistake. It's not an accident. Patience. What an amazing topic. We're going to break this apart into some different pieces and then I'll give you some ideas on how to build the muscle for patience. Before I dive in, please visit my website and enter my giveaway because, of course, you would love to make me happy. This is my disclaimer. As I just mentioned, this podcast is not intended or designed to be medical or therapy advice in any capacity. You should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider. I do have transcripts for all of my podcasts on my hosting platform, rss.com. I have to apologize for the state of the transcripts at this point in time. I am working on fixing the format, which is horrible. And that is likely to take me another year to get them all in great order because it takes about two hours probably to fix a transcript. It depends on the state of the draft of the transcript that I receive. So it is what it is. But They are there for hearing people and they are there for the deaf and hard of hearing community. If you are feeling suicidal while you're listening to this podcast or you've been feeling suicidal or you find that life is just too difficult for you, I am asking you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or you may call or text 988. There is help available for you so I beg you to just make the call or text and take some help. Patience. Well, patience is the state or quality of being patient. So what does patient mean? Well, as an adjective, it means bearing or enduring pain, difficulty, provocation, or annoyance with calmness. Another definition for patient is marked by or exhibiting calm endurance of pain, difficulty, provocation, or annoyance. It is also defined as tolerant and understanding. Synonyms for patient include diligent, enduring, forbearing, long-suffering, tolerant, uncomplaining, persevering, calm, understanding, even-tempered, and fortitude. Many people think of patience as a virtue because we do say patience is a virtue. So to begin, I'm going to lay out just a brief piece about the religious context for patients for those of you who are interested because patience has been in the bible it is in the bible uh, as written about by paul in galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 23 
Biblically speaking, patience calls into play other virtues, namely self-control, humility, and generosity. What that means is, number one, not complaining when something is irritating or annoying you. Number two, facing boredom and facing a drab routine, yet having patience. And number three, when you are suffering in some way. I think you get the idea from the definition I just gave you on patient that there's some annoyance, some irritation, some problem. In the biblical sense, patience is about faith in God's timing, faith in God's omnipotence, and faith in God's love. One of the most famous biblical quotes used in weddings, marriages, and all types of services and programs, including funerals and many other applications, is 1 Corinthians verse 13, which starts out as, love is patient. So patience, or being patient, is another aspect of love. <laughs> another biblical quote regarding patience is that someone has the patience of Job. If you're not familiar with Job, a character in the Bible, <laughs> He had many challenges, many, many instances where he was deeply suffering from bad or what we would call traumatic events, yet Job kept his faith. So there's a rich history with patience or being patient related to religion in different religions, and that gives you some context there. On the front of research, I will say there is simply not a lot of research on patience. It seems to be one of those topics that is uh, a little skimpy. There are, however, according to the research, three types of patients. One is interpersonal patience. That means patience when you are facing annoying people or annoying situations with a state of calmness and even temperedness. A second form of patience is courageous patience. That would be the instances where you're facing adversity or a life challenge and you are doing it in a way without despair or frustration. The third type of patience I did not find a name for in the research. I just couldn't see, what, what is it, what are they calling it? So I'm calling it daily life patience because I couldn't find the term they were using and I'm not sure that there is a term. That would be the application where you have patients in traffic jams or in the grocery store line or in a checkout line or in some aspect of daily life. Could be broken equipment, your laptop or computer not working. It could be lots of different ways that daily life provides you with opportunities to have patients. So there you have it. Now, the benefits of patience. Since there's not a ton of research, this is the best I can do aggregating what I found in the research. The benefits of patience for human beings include one, better mental health. Two, people who are patient make better friends and better neighbors. Three, it helps achieve goals. Four, it is linked to good physical health. Five, Patience can be a helpful coping strategy for life. Six, provides decreased stress. Seven, helps with life challenges or adversity. Eight, can improve relationships. Nine, 
decreases depression and provides for less negative emotions. 10, increases gratitude. 11, increases mindfulness. 12, provides a more cooperative, forgiving, empathetic, and more fair personality trait. 13, patience provides people with the chance or feeling of being more connected to mankind and the universe. 14, provides a greater sense of abundance. And 15, patience certainly feels better to people than being impatient or lacking a state of calmness. That's the best I could do on the benefits. 15, not too bad. I'm sure there's more, but it was a it was a tough climb sort trying to sort through the research. And it might have been, I don't have the right keywords. It's hard to say. Let's move into why people lack patience. What are the reasons that cause people to lack patience? Well, I've got a matching list of 15 items. Let's run through them. Number one first and foremost, is low emotional abilities. I will speak more about that. Two, people who are self-centered or self-absorbed lack patience. Three, someone having a sense of entitlement. Four, narcissistic, psychopathic, or other people with mental health diagnoses lack patience or can lack patience, or I should say, typically are lacking a patience. Five, Someone did not see patients role modeled growing up. Six, someone lacks self-control or self-discipline. Seven, someone is thrown into negative thinking, which becomes a downward spiral, ending up with a lack of patience. Eight, lack of self-awareness. Someone is unaware that they are lacking patience and even unaware of their own behavior making them typically look bad or maybe even look like a jerk. Nine, irrational thinking. This belief, it's all or nothing, it's my turn or it's nobody's turn, all types of irrational thinking can contribute to a lack of patience. Number 10, they are simply spoiled. 11, they are struggling in life. 12, they are dealing with a trauma or a life challenge. 13, they lack time management skills, 14, they are displacing or misplacing anger or hostilities, as in who kicked the dog. 15, they are bitter or mean-spirited as a person. There are more reasons why people can be in a position where they're lacking patience, but that gives you the idea of many of the common reasons why an individual may lack patience in a given situation. Building the muscle of patience. Can you learn to grow or increase your ability to be patient? Well, some of you might think that's not the case. However, I have news for you. Yes, because of the science of neuroplasticity of the brain, we know that human beings can rewire and reprogram their brain using intentional actions or some type of stimuli over time. It does take time and it does take some stimuli or intentional actions. Neuroplasticity literally means you can change your brain. That 
means you can change your personality traits. It means you can grow new muscles and build new skills. You can pretty much learn anything over time. I use the analogy of building muscles because to me it fits. You're building skills, you're building muscles. And that happens when you become committed. You, it be, happens when you recognize, hey, I'm not very patient. It would probably be good for me to increase my patience and you make a commitment. Before I give you some ideas of ways to build patience, I do want to mention two things. Unfulfilled expectations usually leave people to upsets. That's usually what happens when you have an expectation that is unmet or unfulfilled. I say this because you might be able to catch yourself in a moment or in a situation where you're not being patient. Then you can say to yourself, oh, yes, I didn't expect it to go this way. It's no wonder I'm feeling impatient or it's no wonder that I don't have patience right now. Then you can go back to a center point and start to deal with your emotions, bringing you back to a state of calmness or patience. The other aspect that comes into play with patience, which is very important, is the state of your emotional bandwidth. Many people are not familiar with the idea or concept of emotional bandwidth, which is why I have an entire podcast devoted to emotional bandwidth. This is an important concept for you to understand because it can give you freedom and it can give you power in life. There are situations involving trauma or involving abuse or involving domestic abuse or some life challenge that can cause an immediate or significant drop in your emotional bandwidth, which typically then means you are left feeling not calm, feeling annoyed, irritated, upset. So emotional bandwidth may be at play when it comes to your level of patience. Because I have an entire podcast devoted to emotional bandwidth, I'm not going to belabor the point because I don't like repeating myself, although I do have to repeat many things in different podcasts because when people come on board, if it's their first podcast, they wouldn't know what I'm talking about with irrational thinking or emotional skills or some other things. That podcast on emotional bandwidth provides not only the concept, but gives you suggestions for how to boost and protect your emotional bandwidth, which is extremely helpful in life. It's, it's a very, very valuable. So there are many things that come into play when it, when it comes to patience. And I can say, well, I have been told I have the patience of Job too many times in life. It is certainly also my experience where when I was in domestic abuse, when I was facing some major multiple traumas concurrently, I had a low threshold for patience in some instances. My request is that you give yourself a pass on patience up till now. If you're very impatient or you lack patience, don't beat yourself up. You may beat yourself up if you want to. It's what most people do. I'm suggesting that you don't beat yourself up because it's not helpful. 
It's never helpful to beat yourself up. What's helpful is to bring cognitive thinking, become awake and aware, and then make a decision. Yes, I don't think I want to live the rest of my life not feeling calm. I don't want to live the rest of my life feeling impatient, feeling annoyed, feeling irritated, you know, suffering or what have you. So give yourself a break and then you can make a decision. Hmm, this is probably an area I should put on my list for the year. I don't know if you have goals for the year, but I'm a fan of that. So you could put it on your list. So that gives you kind of a little bit of an overview on patience. My next piece here is to give you several suggestions on how you can go about building your muscles for patience because there are many things you can do. I'm going to cover several of them. Number one, my first and strongest suggestion is that you build emotional skills. Why? Because if we go back to the list I gave you of the reasons why people lack patience, seven of the 15 reasons on the list of why people lack patience has to do with having emotional skills and abilities. That is a fact. If you're lacking in emotional abilities, it is going to be extraordinarily more difficult for you to be patient, in my opinion. I have a free emotional processing workbook on my website. You do not have to register to get it. You do not have to provide any contact information. It's free. Go to my website. It is right below the Newsweek logo and download it. It is not difficult. At the present state, we're on version 5.0. Version 6.0 will come in the next week or as soon as I get to it. I'm basically adding a cover, a table of contents, and I might add a checklist. I'm thinking about that. Emotional abilities are critical for human beings in life for mental and emotional wellness. My suggestion is you jump right on that. It will help you feel better every day. Emotions are what tank people. You are either in control of your emotions, meaning you know how to identify them, regulate them, manage and process them, or you are at the whim of your emotions or somewhere in between. You know, you could be you could be in between. It's not all or nothing. The workbook I have been told, which is just over 20 pages at this point, is not difficult. So I have people who've been using it since last year and the, re the feedback is it's not difficult. It's straightforward. There you go. If you get the workbook and there's something in the workbook that is not clear to you or you need some additional help or you have a question, please email me. I will get back to you eventually and then I'll probably, you know, shore up the workbook by clarifying that for other people. Whatever question you have, I'm sure other people have the same question. When you go to work on building your emotional skills, you will be chopping away at seven of the 15 reasons why you might be lacking patience. It's a no-brainer. There it is. That's number one. Number two, be mindful, be present. Losing patience in my opinion and in my experience, frequently gets set off when you're in your head and in your thoughts. 
you have some place to be, you have an expectation, you have other things you're getting behind on, and it goes on and on. Being mindful and being present, which I did do a podcast on, will help you in every area of life. It's very freeing and it's very joyful. Being present is amazing, yet it is not how most people live their life. It is not. If you're not clear about being mindful or being present or you want to grow that, that podcast will help you. Number three, practice gratitude. Gratitude, I have a whole podcast on. Gratitude just makes everything, gratitude makes everything better. I promise you it does. It's amazing. Number four, learn to love yourself. This, for many of you, is the sticky wicket that has you tanked in life. It stops you from being in a romantic relationship. It stops you from having friends. It stops you from platonic relationships, even at work or in other circles. It's difficult for people because many people have low self-esteem. We know from the research that reportedly or allegedly, 85% of the population has low self-esteem. That means you are not loving yourself. That means you don't like yourself. Pretty much that's what that means. It is a worthwhile journey to get into and get on to begin to like yourself. I promise you, life is very different when you like and love yourself because what you're doing, if you have low self-esteem, if you're unaware, is you add meaning and context and nuance to life that simply is not there. I've discussed that in many podcasts. So learn to love yourself and many, many, many of my podcasts will help you. Number five, make happiness separate from your circumstances and separate from your situation a priority. Most people do happiness related to their situation and their circumstances, which is not at all what I recommend. If you do happiness related to your situation in life or your circumstances, when those circumstances change or your situation changes, you might end up being very unhappy. When you learn generating your own happiness, separate, entirely separate from your circumstances, you can still be happy when life throws you a curveball or something bad happens. You will have to deal with and manage and process your emotions for the sad event, the trauma, or the life challenge, or whatever happens, but you will be able to maintain having a sense of happiness through dark days and difficult times. I promise you that. This is one of my superior skill sets. I've had a lifetime of trauma, a lifetime of hardship, and I know how to be happy. Yet for me, this is not about fake happiness. We don't do fakeness here, people. No, no, no. It's about being authentic and real. So many of my podcasts, including my three-part crash course in happiness, will help you better understand the varied and many elements of happiness. Number six, learn to control your mind. Next to learning how to manage or process your emotions, my first suggestion in this list of suggestions, learning to control your mind will help you become more patient. Many people have thoughts that just basically take a hold of them and it becomes a runaway train or it becomes a swirling vortex. 
learning to control your mind has some is something that has been done since the beginning of mankind it has been written about for thousands of years there are literally many ways you can go about learning to control your mind and your thoughts it's certainly helpful to start with number one and learn to manage and control and process your emotions because it is your emotions many times that drives your thinking and your thoughts and you get caught in this trap. Learning to control your mind will also help you with self-control and self-discipline, which is very helpful with patience. Number seven, catch yourself when you are not being patient. If in a moment you can catch yourself wherever you are, not experiencing being patient. You can stop and think, hmm, what's going on here? Hmm, what is this about? And catch yourself. That's a beautiful learning opportunity for you to see how you're wired. It may be because of trauma or a life challenge you're going through or low emotional bandwidth, or it may be because maybe because you have an unfulfilled expectation, but every time you find yourself lacking patience, it's a golden opportunity for you to look at how am I doing life that has me feeling this way and use it as a learning opportunity. Number eight, have love and affection in your life. I'm a diehard fan of love and affection if you haven't figured that out. Love and affection is one of the key elements that saved me from a worse outcome, from a horrible life, really, a life of depression and sadness and many other horrible things. You can have love and affection in your life even if it's absent right now or even if you're in domestic abuse right now or even if you have some horrible health problem or some significant life challenge. That is not mutually exclusive. You can have painful things happen in life and still have love and affection. It's a choice. For most people, it means they will have to take some intentional action. And for many people, it might mean they have to grow and develop some area that's stopping them. Many of my podcasts will help you put that in your life. It can be romantic, it can be platonic, or it can be both. Your choice. Nine, be up to something. (laughs) I am a fan of being up to something if you haven't figured that out. You could have a vision for your life, a plan for your life, a goal, a bucket list, a dream. It could be that you have your sense of purpose. It could be anything. Once you have whatever it is, life changes. The things that are annoying and irritating and problematic tend to fall away and tend to become much less annoying and irritating when you have a plan or you have a sense of purpose or you have a goal or you have a dream. I promise you this because then you're not stuck in the past and you're not stuck with whatever because you have an eye on the future. So this is kind of a double-edged sword. You do want to be mindful and present in the present moment right here and right now. My recommendation is you also have either a purpose, a life purpose, a plan, a vision, a goal, a dream, or something. That will be extremely helpful to you, I promise. Number 10, do you have any trauma bonds in your life? Trauma bonds is a new topic for me as of last year. (laughs) 
And thank you to Jennifer Freyd at the University of Oregon for her groundbreaking worth in uh, the, the betrayal trauma. She is the originator of betrayal trauma theory and many other aspects. My assertion is most people have had trauma. We know that from the research. And because of that, much of the trauma is betrayal trauma. And also because of that, a great deal of people have trauma bonds with people in their life that they are not awake and aware to. If you're not aware of trauma because of betrayal blindness or because of some other aspect, you it's very reasonable you might not be aware that your trauma bonded with someone which can instantly take your patience down to almost zero. It's a good place to look. Are you trauma bonded with anyone? Because that will cause you issues and problems. Number 11, rational thinking. <laughs> I have talked at length about rational thinking and I do suggest this because if you are not rational, that means your judgments, your thoughts, your perceptions, your views, are flawed and inaccurate, which is not helpful in life. That's exactly, exactly very harmful in life. I do talk about rational and irrational thinking in the workbook, my emotional processing workbook. I do have a podcast on cognitive distortions, which will help you. In my humble opinion, do, you would do extremely well, extremely well to get that sorted out for yourself. If you do have a cognitive distortion or some form of irrational thinking, you can move away from that through intentional actions over time. You're not stuck with it. I promise you, you're not stuck with it. Get that sorted out. Number 12, self-care. Self-care will help you feel every day, help you feel better every day of your life. It really will. This is also a subset of liking or loving yourself. This will help you build patience. The more you take care of yourself, the better you feel about yourself, the easier it is to have patience. My honest opinion is self-care should be a part of your daily routine each and every day. No kidding, no matter what's going on. I say that as someone who in the hospital after my nearly fatal car accident on Labor Day last year got in touch with one of my friends and said stop at the store I need you to bring me an eyelash curler a mirror black mascara black eyeliner that's what I need and that's what she did she went and got that because that was part of my self-care routine that I could could do in the hospital and in rehab so Self-care is amazing. My suggestion is make it fun, make it meaningful, and that will help you not only with patience, it will help you with my previous suggestion on getting on the road to liking and loving yourself. And I do recognize, by the way, for some of you, just liking yourself is where you have to start because the idea of loving yourself is way, way too much for you. So start where you start. My next suggestion is for you to look at what is the status of your emotional bandwidth. I do understand some of you are not familiar with that idea, but basically your emotional bandwidth has to do with how much of life you can handle, how functional you are in life. And it's, it's not difficult to understand, 
yet there are many, many different aspects that contribute to either increasing your emotional bandwidth or decreasing your emotional bandwidth, which is why I did a podcast on it. If it was a simple matter of one or two sentences or a couple of things, I could just put that in, in my content. I could just say that right now. It's not, it's not terribly complex. It's really not complex, but there are many, many variables. So that podcast will help you if you can get a handle on your emotional bandwidth, which you can, then you can be more compassionate and loving, loving to yourself because then you could say, oh, wow, this is what I'm going through. I need to be kind to myself because this is a big deal. Or you might say to yourself, wow, I need to protect my emotional bandwidth. I'm not going to engage in that. I'm not going to get involved in that. You, you know, there's all kinds of ways that you might respond if you had some clarity about your emotional bandwidth, what takes it down, what boosts it, and that type of thing. So I hope you will listen to that podcast because I want you to have every skill in the book. I want you to have this rich and amazing life. That's what I want for you. And to wrap this up, We live in a world where patience is not only lacking, but has been decreasing. Road rage is up, rudeness is up, meanness is up. All of the negative things that we don't want in life have increased over the past many decades, along with addictions and suicides and so many other really horrible things. Patience is one of those salves that's very helpful to you as a person, as I covered, in the 15 benefits of patience. You can absolutely grow your patience if you make a commitment and you go on the steps, and I hope you will. The other aspect of this, in my wrapping this up, is if you're interested in a world where there's more patience, besides working on yourself, the other thing you can do is share this podcast because that will help other people go, hmm, yeah, I'm not very patient. Yeah, I, I like those benefits. That sounds good to me. I know that you can do this wherever you are about patience, even if you have no patience. If you have no patience, I have deep compassion for you. As I mentioned before, you don't need to beat yourself up, but you could take actions to remedy that. You can take actions to move away from that, which will help you feel better. I do love you. I hope you're doing well. Share this podcast and let me know how I can help you. That's it for now. And here's my outro without without the music. I know I'm getting, I have to get used to not having music. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 175, Patience. I hope you are going to get on the road to grow your patience because you'll feel better and life will be much less annoying and problematic if you get on the road. Share this podcast with the people you care about and people you love so they can have more patience. I do love you. Take care for now. That's all.